trainer at Gold's Gym. She, I didn't really know her then, but she was a member there and, uh, knew, you know, knew through me through some of the social media and other trainers. So when I eventually opened Coastal, she, she was curious and, and eventually became a member. And so obviously our relationship picked up a lot there, but I wanted to have Kim on because she is super relatable and has kind of been through the whole journey and is still, still on it like all of us. So, so Kim, you want to say hi? Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Excellent. And then we also have Will here, Big Willie. Hello. And then Ben. Where's Where's Ben? He's at like some kind of a foot fetish seminar or something like that? Or? Damn. What's he up to this week? Ben's at, he's at a week-long seminar uh, learning some really interesting stuff. There so we go. I'm, I'm pumped to hear about it when he gets back. And then uh, that was Arnie. Do you hear Arnie? Yep, Coach Arnie right. in the background. He's gonna fill in for Ben, so re- <laughs> re- re- replace the barking. Oh, oh man. man! I hope everyone knows that we—it's because we love Ben so much. Yep, I think they do. But he gets us pretty good too. Yeah, just so. gotta sneakster every once in a while. All right, but back to I'm Ben. A, I'm a fan of the Ben. I mean, that's I think everyone's thing. a fan of the yeah. Ben. You can't yeah. not be. Yeah. But I, I want to know the Ben before we knew Ben. Ooh, now we're digging. Maybe we could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> uh, the pre-Ben, pre-Ben, P-B. Uh, pre-Ben. Mm. All right. So anyways, back to Kim. So Kim, you want to kind of go over your, your weight loss kind of to date on your whole journey. And I know you've all, for you, like the exercise part really has always been the easy part. So we won't get into that too much. And I think for a lot of people, that's the case. Um, you know, that's the fun part. That's, that's kind of the, you know, where you feel something physical. But as far as body change and kind of transforming your body, uh, I think you've, you've experienced a lot with uh, kind of the nutrition ups and downs and, and adherence on and offs and struggle with that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, like a lot of people, I was a little bit athletic in my younger years. So, um, my food didn't affect me as badly. And then kind of, as I got older and went to college, I really started packing on the pounds with my meal plan, um, living in the dorms. So, um, so, I mean, I think most of all, like my personality is super intense. So I'm like one of those, like I hear about something cool and I just want to like abandon all else and then dedicate my whole life to it. (laughs) So that's kind of how I really approached fitness and nutrition um, for like most of my life. So, you know, if I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, a good 30 pounds, 40 pounds overweight after college, I kind of was like, oh, okay, well, starting this Monday, I'm going to eat perfectly. And I kind of had enough knowledge to know what eating well meant. So 
I would make this plan and like write down all of the strict eating things I was going to start, you know, on the next week and then do that for the rest of my life until I'm like lean, mean fighting machine. And everybody looks at me and is like, whoa, she's badass, you know? Um, but I never would like follow through with it, you know? So I'd start some like strict, crazy eating plan. And then like five days later, it'd be like, okay, so now I'm exhausted and like, I can't stick to this at all. So, I mean, I kind of do every, like do that with so many things in my life. Like, uh, I used to be a singer. So I had these huge like celebrity dreams and I went to American Idol auditions and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go like full on into this and I'm just going to be a singer for a living and you know, like live the dream. But then at the same time, I wasn't really like getting any vocal coaching. I wasn't singing regularly. Like I wasn't performing a lot. Um, and so it's like in every part of my life, I was sort of having these like huge like super intense extreme visions of like where I was ultimately going to end up, but I didn't really have like a realistic strategy for doing it. So, um, so what changed for me and actually like going to coastal was like a huge culture shock for me because I thought that my super intense, badass personality like kind of made me cool. But then I showed up at coastal <laughs> like ready to like roll in and do backflips off the walls. And you guys just kind of looked at me like, um, can you just like calm down a little bit? Cause <laughs> like you're kind of intense. <laughs> and so after a while I was like, Oh, maybe I just need to like try this, you know, sustainable, realistic strategy <laughs> and like actually stick to it for the long term. And, um, and that really has like transformed everything for me. Like, I've lost, you know, I lost, I think, 60 pounds since I mm -hmm. set foot into Coastal yeah, for the first time. For sure. Yeah. I still have a ways to go, you know, but I just, like, there's no quitting, you know, there's no, there's no burnout from it because it was like, hey, let's find something that you know you need to improve and let's just work on it. It wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, starting tomorrow, you're going to do, you know, actually, when I was kind of thinking about, like, how I would talk about my story on this um, call, I thought, Oh, it just reminded me of this time when I watched the movie G.I. Jane. Have you guys seen that with Demi yep. Moore? Oh, damn. Back yeah. in the day. Years, I think I was like eight years old yeah. when I saw that movie. Yeah, so, <laughs> so when I saw that movie, I like was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be her. And so like the very next day, I like started getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning, wow. running three miles to the gym working out and then running three miles home and then wow. would go to hot yoga in the evenings. And I lasted like three Damn. days. I lasted like three days before I hyperextended my knee and couldn't work out for like six months. Yeah, and that's, that's like, like a pro athlete schedule right there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just going to wake up. Like I'm just going to decide tomorrow that I'm going to be a pro athlete and I'm going to have eight pack abs. And I, you know, like that was kind of my strategy. Yeah. So, you know, at, when I started coastal, I had just uh, six weeks prior given birth to my beautiful baby boy. And so I was like, a, I was, you know, not just overweight from before being pregnant, but also just like super overweight just from eating a lot and eating too much while I was pregnant. And, um, and so I really needed like kind of this wake up call for not trying to go balls to the wall and on things and like actually have a realistic and, goal. And I think I remember when so, we yeah. first, you know, met for your strategy session and everything you, and you, like you said, like. I was, you know, what's your goal? And you were like, I want to look like a CrossFit Games athlete. And, <laughs> and, you know, like, that's a great goal. And you remember I told you, like, okay, that, that's a, technically a performance-based goal, you know. And bottom line, to get 
to that level, like you can't be overweight. So really like your number one goal, even to get to a long-term goal like that is you need to lose weight. And if you're always training for performance, um, it's just that goal gets put behind and that's not the ideal way to train to just, you know, lose some body fat, right. you know? And, and I know like you didn't want to hear that. And then you, you like, okay, I'm gonna think about it. And then like three or four weeks later you came back and you're like, all right, let's do this. And then like, that's what you did. Like you joined Coastal, you ex like you changed your workout mentality and made the goal losing weight, you know, lost, you know, 50, 60 pounds. And then, you know, a year and a half later, you know, went back to your CrossFit and then we're doing things you were never doing before, you know, like you're able to do the body weight stuff and, and move better and then, you know, go from there. So that I think right. is a cool takeaway in that like, you know, we ultimately had a crucial conversation that, you know, no one wants to hear things, that, oh, this is gonna take longer than you think, um, but you actually, right. you know, like, kind of made that decision and, and, and again, it like accepted and trusted in our coaching and the process, you know? Yeah, you know, and the other thing I kind of realized is, and like one of the reasons why, like what I heard when you were talking to me at the time was like, oh, you're a CrossFit Games like athlete looking like that, that goal is unrealistic. And it, at the time I was like, what? Like, I can do it, are you kidding me? Like, it, you know, like I felt like it was like this challenge, like, oh, you can't do it. And over time I realized it's not that I can't do it actually. What it made me realize is that it's just a matter of what kind of cost I wanna pay. Like, so if I really want to look like a CrossFit Games athlete, I probably can at some point. Yes, it will take time, but it will require a certain lifestyle. And learning what it requires to ultimately get to that level of leanness and to perform that way, you know? Um, I it just ultimately, it was it's not unrealistic because I can't achieve it. It's unrealistic because that's just not really what I want for my whole life, yep. you know? Um, and so that, that was- like perf Perfect yeah. way to put that though. Yeah, it was like, huge for me. Yeah, like a lot of people can't commit that time. Cause like, if you look at people like, again, it's like the, the high end of the spectrum, but like games athletes, like that's all they do. You know, like a lot of them sacrifice a lot of social stuff, especially when they're, you know, and the, the more intense part of their training or whatever. Um, like they don't go out with their friends very often. Um, you know, they eat, sleep, train. And those are like the most important things. And then maybe if they have time, yeah, cool. But they, they miss out on a lot of things. Just like any pro athlete, you know, like you don't get to do what a lot of people yep. do. Right. So it's kind of being clear on that and understanding like your priorities and goals. But then the the bigger picture thing is either way, even if that's how you want to be and, and you do want to make those sacrifices, the first step is still just losing, say, the two pounds. Like and like you're not going to go from right. point A, you know, to, to, to destination at the snap of your fingers, you know. So it's understandable either way. There's common things like all you're going to have to sleep, you know, you know dedicate a certain amount of time to your sleep, to your nutrition, to your recovery. And then it's just how much on a sliding scale do you want to sacrifice on each of those things? You know, like, yeah, if you want to be a, uh, you know, super high level athlete in any sport, you're going to have to sacrifice, you're going to have to train more. You're going to have to be social less. Uh, you're going to have to eat, you know, perfect 95% of the time versus 80% of the time. And I think for you, like that, like that was what I was trying to get across was that, um, you know, it's just not going to happen in a day and, and you need to learn like where you fall on the spectrum of, of, of you know, realistically what you can and can't give uh, to your to your health and fitness and, and then also your family and your career and all that.
Right. So, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So, the, so one thing I want you to talk about is kind of that I know you've kind of come to now and is realizing, you know, it's kind of a corny little cliche, but uh, uh, we say it a lot is progress, you know, is greater than perfection, you know. So you want to kind of talk about that, maybe your struggle with that perfection mindset, and then when it really clicked for you with just making little progress, like how that adds up? Yeah, so um, I think, I don't know, just being an all or nothing person, you know, even when, when we first started working together, you know, like me as a client, you as a coach, it's like uh, I would kind of ask you like, all right, so what do I need to do for like changing my food and stuff? And a lot of times the answer um, is just, it was something like really simple. And it's like, oh, but I, you know, I know a lot about nutrition. And I know a lot about working out. And, you know, again, I'm super intense and I need like hard things to do to feel excited. Um, so if you're asking me to like, if, if I'm eating protein at every meal, for example, like um, it's like, well, you know, that's like not enough of something for me to work on. So um, one thing I realized is that uh, like over time, making like the simple changes and getting consistent on those was what really ultimately like made those things become habitual for me. If that makes sense. Does that make yes, sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I, you know, I, I wanted like complicated like diets and meal plans and workouts, but at the end of the day, like what I really needed was for someone to help me focus because I was just so distracted by like all these different things I thought I needed to do. So like having, um, what I really needed was to just like get really good at specific things sort of incrementally. And then at the end, at the end of the day, like at the end of the journey, it's like, Oh, you know, I'm really good at this handful of things. And those, ha that handful of things combined is what got me leaner, you know? Um, whereas when I pre in the past, when I would try to just tackle everything all together, like, at once and like I said before you know starting Monday I'm gonna eat perfectly on everything um, you know I, I just never really got any good yeah, at anything let me know if I'm wrong I feel like what happens for a lot of people and this is what you were going through is so say you're instructed hey like eat protein with each meal then initially in your mind you're like that's easy I can do that I need something else when it, but in actuality yeah eat, like you're telling yourself oh yeah I can do that but you're not actually doing it in the real world, day in and out, 365 days a year, right? So it's like, but you right. tell yourself, oh, I know I could do that, and you kind of move on, you know? Just like if you go to the dentist, and they're like, oh, are you flossing every day? And you're like, well, yeah, you know, because you know technically you are and you should, but are you actually doing it, you know? Um, that is... Yeah. Yeah, it's like the difference between what you know and what you actually do. Yes. Um, you know, you just, like, I know, you know, Wow, so many of us actually, you know, especially like being in a CrossFit gym, for example, like a lot of us are consider ourselves like really highly informed and sort of passionate about fitness. You know, it's not just to work out to us, you know, like all oh, CrossFit is our life and we get super gung ho about everything. And so we just know so much, you know, but then most people in CrossFit gyms who know so much are still living and eating the same way anybody else in any other gym is eating. They just have this sort of um, it's like the psychological thing where it's like, oh, I know this. So then, you know, if, if we start talking about nutrition there, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, I already know all that stuff, but because they know it, they think 
that it's like somehow knowing these things makes us think that we're doing them yep. in some way, you know? Absolutely. And so then it's like, okay, well, show me, yep. <laughs> you know, and it's like, show me that you're eating lean protein every meal. And it's like, oh, well, it turns out that actually you're just having fruit for breakfast every day. Mm. But you said you knew you needed to eat lean protein at every meal. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's this disconnect and people are like, oh yeah, I guess I don't eat lean protein at every meal, you know? And it's yeah. like, they don't even realize it because they know they need to do that. You know, as just as that example, you know, you know, I think like there's first off show me is like my two, like most favorite words. Now <laughs> it's like the most powerful thing to say to somebody because like it puts it on them. Like, right. There's no way out of it. Show me what you're doing. Um, but anyways, like I think like there's a good parallel to training here too. Like in terms of like you were just talking about basically setting a good like base for yourself by getting all of those small habits, like getting your protein in daily and whatever else you worked on, like that's the base of the pyramid that you build everything else off of. Same thing goes with training. Like if you can't do a bodyweight squat and then you're gonna try and do, you know, um, an Olympic lift, like a snatch, like that's like kind of the equivalent. Like if you don't have that basic movement down and then you're trying to do this super advanced technique, um, then like you're not gonna get anywhere and you're gonna keep burning out, you're gonna get hurt or you're gonna be like, oh, I can't do this right, I can't go up and wait, whatever. Um, but it's because that basic skill wasn't in place. It's so true. It's perfect parallel too. Yeah. So, and then Kim, now we know you've lost like 60 pounds and you, and you still got, you know, goals you want to reach, but you want to talk about how like that was not like a linear thing. It's not like you just said, okay, uh, this is my plan. I'm going to do this and lost like three pounds every week straight through, you know, like there's doubt and ups and downs and victories and. Like, do you want to kind of talk about that a little? And, and you know, because the, the, someone hearing this would be like, oh, I want to lose 60 pounds, and which they should, and then they should, you know, partake in that journey. But then the minute, like, they don't lose a pound or, like, they, they go four weeks losing two pounds each week and then they have a week where they don't, they get people get discouraged and want to quit. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's, like, the story for me, right? Like, so I started out losing like a couple pounds every week. And that sort of was my driver for continuing to practice the things I was working on improving in my diet, right. And staying consistent in the gym. So eventually, um, sorry, eventually I got to the point where that weight loss started slowing down and, um, yeah, you still with me? We're just in, yep, we're in. We're here. Okay. Sorry. My computer actually like, <laughs> Yeah. You're good. So eventually my weight loss started slowing down and I felt like, what am I doing wrong? So now I need to do something more or I need to change it or it's not working anymore or it's not good enough or I need to work out harder. And so it's like any, 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 um, if my numbers started not changing as quickly, I would get really super duper anxious about it. And so I would run to you, Gary, or to Will or to Ben and be like, Hey, uh, this isn't working anymore. You know, and it made me really feel stressed, which stress isn't very good for fat loss either. Um, but so what ultimately happened at first is when I started to feel stressed, I would start changing things, you know, like, okay, well, maybe I need more protein or maybe I need to cut my carbs or maybe I need to do this. And I would try all these things. And I think what that ultimately did for me was just like compound the problem because then I wasn't like really consistently doing anything anymore so it's like well what's working and what's not and what did I you know what what did I change right or what did I change wrong um 
And so when I'd come to you guys about it, you guys would kind of just be like, well, you know, you'd kind of ask me like, so are you doing this and this and this and this, like all of the things that we had already kind of talked about. And I'd be like, well, no, you know, I, I changed my carbs or I changed this or I changed that. And you guys would kind of be like, why, you know? And what I, I think what I realized is that like, if I focused on the numbers too much, um, it became so much about the numbers that I'd like lose sight of the fact that, you know, at some point, like, I'm going to yeah. stop losing weight. Right. And then all of these things that I'm doing is just going to be like my lifestyle. And so I kind of had to like stop focusing on the numbers and start just focusing on, um, sitting comfortably within like this new lifestyle of mine, if that makes any sense, like just being comfortable there and not like stressing all the time about what my body was doing, I guess, it's like I couldn't really control whether or not I was losing fat every single day or or what how my body was responding to my choices, but I could control how consistent I was and like whether or not I was being like anxious or stressed out about it. Yeah. Um, no, and I that think, I when I got really comfortable, like hear. when I just kind of relaxed into it and said like I'm gonna stop freaking out about numbers all the time, it was like my body kinda did what it needed to do. And it's just this weird like mental physical connection. Like the more I stressed or worried about seeing numbers change on the scale or in my tape measure, like the harder it was to see progress. Exactly. Yeah, that that's like a, a really good point. Like stress alone, I think for a lot of people and like the, exactly what you just mentioned, like the whole cycle that some people go through of like, okay, this isn't working or like I gained a pound or I didn't lose any weight right. on the scale. And then it sends them into this downward spiral and it's like, oh, they'll like, then they'll start eating crappy food. Yeah. And yeah. And they feel bad. And yeah. Like, they're like, F it. Right. Like this yeah, isn't exactly. working. I quit. And Instead so of just like accepting it as a process and a lifestyle, like this is just the way things are. Like you just said, like the realization that you came to is a difficult thing for a lot of people to come to. So the fact that like you arrived there is like one of the most awesome things. Well, and the, you know, the funny thing is, is that like, so the arriving there, that's like, you know, way down the road, but in the middle. And I think this is kind of what Gary's question was alluding to <laughs> is that like, there were so many times where I was just like, ugh, like I'm bored. Like, I just, yeah. you know, like, I just want to change things up because I'm bored with this or, like, I um, I just don't feel motivated or excited about what I'm eating right now or, um, you know, just sometimes I just wouldn't feel motivated. You know, like, life happens or um, some somehow life is more stressful because of some event that's going on or maybe my toddler's not letting me get enough sleep or, you know, so things would come up all the time and, and it's like, I guess I just ultimately got to the point where if I didn't stop letting my emotions jerk me around like I was never going to be consistent. So that was the thing is like, I kind of had to get to the point where I started observing myself and noticing that. So you're getting sort of stressed or emotional. Like sometimes you're motivated. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you feel good. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes this lifestyle is convenient. Sometimes it's not. And if I let myself, if I let my choices get jerked around all the time by those sort of, um, that roller coaster of emotions, then I wouldn't make any progress. But if I started just like noticing and observing those emotions and rather than reacting to them, just stuck to the plan and just said, it's okay. Like, yeah, you feel those things. Yeah. Life is stressful, but just do the best you can and keep moving forward. I think that's what like made me actually really keep moving forward past like the 15, 20, 30 pound mark because I, I think a lot of people get to the 15, 20, 30 pound loss mark and they have a lot more weight to lose 
but they um, let like sort of how they're feeling or their emotions, their motivation decide whether or not they continue doing what they know they need to do. And so I, I kind of had to really separate like my feelings from just doing what I know, you know, yeah, and I taking action. I mean, ultimately, everyone's worried about, oh, what's the exact food I should be eating or the magic food this week or the magic diet when really what's way more important than what you're eating to figure out is is the the how and the why you know like so it's the emotional eating that derails people you know it's like um you know like ultimately like eventually if you have a breakfast that gives you good energy and it's healthy and you just eat that every day it's an easy decision you just wake up and eat breakfast and move on with your day and that's how most people you know who, who are really lean like that's pretty much what they do but when you're losing weight and you're you have that struggle of like oh well I need I need some different options breakfast options I need um, or I, maybe I, I have a busy day ahead of me this this pastry would be really good you're now you're not making decisions based off of food choices or it's all pure emotions you know um, th does that kind of make sense yeah yeah and I mean you know I still struggle with that right like I you know I was in Italy last week traveling for work and you know I'm every breakfast every every European breakfast in the hotel in the morning is like pastries and cookies and donuts and cake and then there's this little tiny corner of the room where there's maybe some eggs and some protein options and um and it's like ultimately like yeah pastries are delicious and there's nothing wrong with having pastries for breakfast if that's what you want you just have to sort of recognize or at least I feel like the key for me is sort of is saying like, are you okay with not getting any leaner? Are you okay with sort of seeing your performance suffer? Are you okay with potentially having a little bit of an energy crash later and getting hungry before lunch is ready? Like if I'm okay with all those things and a pastry and the pleasure I get from eating that pastry is worth it, then go for it. Right. But if, I know that I want to stay fuller longer, so I'm not junking out during the snack breaks. If I know that getting leaner and keeping my muscle mass is important to me, like if I know that what I ultimately want for myself requires that I dig into the somewhat sloppy scrambled eggs in the corner, or you know that I drink the protein powder that I brought with me, <laughs> um, then I do that. You know, and so that's the thing is like I think sometimes in the past I would be like looking for you know like you, Gary, or someone to like give me permission and be like, um, sure, of course you want variety. Like just go to Cracker Barrel every other day and you'll feel better. And, and it's almost, I mean, that's kind of what you did in a way, like, because it's like really at the end of the day, and this is one of the things you said to me, Gary, that I'll probably, I'll just keep with me forever. It's just like, you know, it's really ultimately just about what you want, right? If this isn't an emotional thing, it's not a moral thing. It's just, yep. what do you want? If you take path A, you get what you want. And if you take path B, you don't. And so, yes, it's going to be hard. And yes, sometimes, you know, it will seem boring or it won't entertain you. Or sometimes, you know, it will be easy. But at the end of the day, like, those are your options, you know. You either head towards what you want most of the time or you just kind of settle into the reality that you really just want something yeah. else. Yeah, it's delayed know? gratification, you know. Like, like eating a donut is like, a, it is going to be delicious in the short term, but then, you know, long term, yeah, you, you know, it may put you in a calorie surplus and you gain weight and your mood's down and, you know, so it's just understanding, like being mindful of, of everything, you know, and knowing what you want, you know, so, yeah. and for me, I think it's like easy to just separate, you know, your experiences. Like I went to a Redskin game last week and, you know, I 
you know, get a big beer and get the, you know, pork roast, awesome, delicious, you know, meal that I wanted. And, and uh, we were eating it. And this guy starts chatting with us at our table. We're eating it and eventually asked like what, you know, what we do. And I, you know, mentioned I'm in the fitness and then he's all like, oh, and you're eating that, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, like, I'm at a <laughs> you know, like I'm at a football game doing whatever. And it's just like this moment in time, like it's this experience. Like I'm, this is a short term decision for, for this, for this entire experience. But like on a random Tuesday, like I'm going to say no thanks, you know? Um, it, it, yeah. It's just for me, like that's what works for me is separating uh, is being aware and then, but be, like you said, like eating the donut or eating the pastry for breakfast isn't bad. It's just in the big picture, understanding where it fits in, you know? So, um, so yeah. So right. I think for you, like, you know, just knowing you when you've gotten stuck and struggled, you know, a lot of times with the binge eating yeah. and the cheat days and the back and forth and looking at food as numbers that eventually it seemed to click for you when you realized ultimately, like, at the end of the day, like, these are just little decisions that add up like you know yeah for sure and i mean you know you mentioned the whole like cheat meals thing you know it was like for the longest time i was eating like perfectly all week long and then my husband and i would pound like a whole pizza and cheesy bread and like a gallon of ice cream and just you know chips and i mean just go nuts on friday night and then go out on saturday and like go to brunch on sunday and just like have this weekend of like total debauchery right and it was delicious don't get me wrong but like i wasn't seeing much fat loss you know and i think there was a time where i was like trying to play the victim like yeah but i i eat perfectly all week long and so i deserve to lose weight even if i want to have a few treat meals on the weekends you know and like i had to sort of get to the point where it was like look kim <laughs> Kim, so my self-talk, you know, like, Kim, you, you, like, have to consider whether or not this is really working for you. You know, it doesn't matter what you think you're owed in terms of fat loss. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about what's actually happening, right? And so I was not getting leaner doing that. And so I had to just ask myself, right? Like, are you okay with staying where you are now, right? Because I'm, I'm healthy right now. Like, I'm not extremely lean, but I'm not really overweight. I'm strong. I perform well. I feel good. I love my body. You know, I feel confident. So if I don't want to get any leaner, I absolutely, there's no reason to get any leaner, you know? Um, but if I do want to get leaner, then, and, and I'm not getting, if I'm not getting any leaner right now, and I do want to get leaner, I kind of have to, so that's like the mentality that changed that happened for Make me is that I kind of have choices. to yeah. say like, yeah, like, all right, well, what's something that you can do that will shift you closer yeah. to what and even, you want. And you know? the funny thing, so you say that, and that's on every level. Like my wife, Alexis, just, you know, who's pretty lean and just went to really lean, she lost like 15 pounds by just cleaning up her weekend, you know? Like people people want there to be this like right. super macro nutrient amount that's exact and all this, but it's really just like food is food, like eat a little less if you want to lose weight and kind of like, you know, have your other habits in place, you know? So... You know, and she was kind of like yeah. same as you where she was like, oh, I want to be leaner, but uh, and I'm doing everything right. I eat protein with all my meals, you know, this, that I'm consistent. I, I train. But but hey, when we would go get a pizza on the weekend or or donuts, you know, and I would have six. She would have six. I would have, you know, half a pizza. She would have the other half. And eventually, like, you can't right. go toe to toe with like your husband, your husband, you know, like. Like, they guys have more <laughs> muscle and stuff like that. And then eventually she was like, so then yeah. she switched her, you know, instead of 
getting, you know, what I had, she would just have a halo ice cream or just a piece of pizza and then boom, you know, lose a pound or two. Right. And next thing you know, you, you make those little choices consistently and then boom, you know, three months later, like you, you hit your goal, you know? So, yeah, it just adds yeah. up. Like the answer is there if you if people just look for it in every decision that they make. You have super awareness and mindfulness, you know? Right. It almost feels, and you've alluded to this with me before, it almost feels like if you're counting and weighing and measuring and like following some kind of macronutrient program, or if you are planning some complicated fitness or nutrition regimen, like that feels like you're doing work. So, so you feel like you're accomplishing something through all of this, mm -hmm. this yep. busyness, right? And the yep. simple stuff like, well, let's just focus on eating more veggies or, or stopping when you're satisfied as opposed to eating until you're stuffed you know some of these like basic nutrition habits that sound too simple right mm -hmm. but are extremely effective um it's easy to think that oh because i'm so busy weighing and measuring or planning this regimen that i'm it's more effective but in reality yep. you're just busier right and then at the end of the day like I, maybe someone out there wants to man, weigh and measure their food for the rest of their life and eat out of Tupperware containers. Maybe that's the case, but that's not the case for me. So like, even though I initially was far more attracted to the idea of counting macros, and don't get me wrong, when I was eat, counting my macronutrients and weighing and measuring my food, I was losing weight consistently, rapidly. You know, I felt like I was in super duper control until the day that I didn't have time to weigh and measure. And then it's like, addict, and then it was like and then you crap. resort back to your old habits that maybe made, you know, put you at the body weight you were trying to, you know, that you felt your worst at. And then people slowly fall back into those right. old habits. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. It's really tough. So, you know. I, I remember spending like hours and hours on a Sunday multiple times in my life, like planning what my new yeah. diet was going to be. And I felt mm. super productive doing that. And then all that out, those hours are just like, first of all, none of those hours spent planning made me lose any weight. And second, I'd only stuck to those things for a few days. So it was just yeah. kind of a big, <laughs> so a big you waste. Kinda, you know, to, to wrap it all up then like, um, really to, to skip a lot of your learning curve, if people just, you know, pick, pick some kind of, you know, exercise that you enjoy and you're going to be consistent with, and then, you know, do the basic nutrition stuff consistently. And then maybe the most important key is then tune out all the noise, you know, like you have to cut yourself off from learning more, from reading other stuff, from looking for perf perfection and just do what you know you need to do, you know? Yeah, I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine who works out with me the other day, and she was um, asking me, you know, oh, you know, I know you've lost a lot of weight. Um, how did you do it? Like, can you give me some options, you know? And I said, well, you know, and I, I gave her some of the basic nutrition guidelines, right? Like eat more lean protein and eat more whole unprocessed foods, you know, try to eat until you're satisfied instead of eating beyond that point. Um eat more veggies. And so I was just giving her these sort of basic nutrition guys. And she said, well, you know, I really, can you just send me some recipes to cook? And, and so the, we had this sort of light bulb moment because I asked her like, do you think you could Google for some recipes? Like, do you want me to Google for recipes for you? Or can you just Google for them? And she kind of looked at me like, well, I just thought, you know, if you had some recipes that you already knew were healthy and I was like, 
well, do you think that you know recipes that like, do you know what a healthy recipe looks like? And she said, yeah. And I just kind of got to the point where she was kind of laughing like, you're right. I can just totally get recipes. And and so I, I just looked at her and I said, look, the biggest showstopper for you in making progress is that you're looking to know what to do perfectly. Like because you don't know the perfect healthy meal to make, because you don't know the perfect thing to eat or the perfect amount of it to eat, you're just waiting around, waiting for someone to give you that perfect answer and tell you how to do it. And I was like, but you'll make a lot more progress if you just download a recipe and cook it and get used to doing that and figure out what you like and don't like and just do the best you can taking action. Like you will make progress doing, way more progress doing that than you will waiting for me to send you the perfect recipe. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, we're all different anyway. So even if I sent her a bunch of recipes that worked for me, like some of them she wouldn't like and some of them, you know, like it's really just about taking action. So I think if I were looking to to tell someone, like, here's how you can avoid some of the pitfalls I made, I think the number one thing is, like, you already know something that you could do to improve on to get closer to your goals. And if you just take that one thing and commit to yourself or maybe even work with a friend and get or a coach and just commit to saying, you know what, I'm just going to master this one thing, um, that, that little bit of action creates so much momentum and will transform you. Like even if you take one small action for the next couple of weeks and then take another one after that, like over time, those small actions that you're taking will accomplish far, far, far more than your pursuit for figuring out the perfect strategy yeah, no, for anything. I, I agree. And if, if you, it's funny, I have a blog post on my website about how, uh, it's kind of a, you know, little tricky title, how, how I got ripped eating chicken nuggets, but, but ultimately I didn't get my latest <laughs> eating chicken nuggets, but I started eating healthier because I read, oh, you should eat more chicken. So I went from from just eating junk food college <laughs> diet to then, oh, well, I'm going to eat more chicken. So I would get the chicken nuggets and chicken patties, you know, that are breaded. But but that was my first step, yeah. you know, like I was just trying to get more protein in. Right. And, and then eventually I learned, oh, I should probably shouldn't have the breaded kind. And I switched to, you know, grilled chicken on the foreman. And, and then you slowly transform, like focusing on that one thing at a time, you know, like no one ever gave, I never took some like meal plan and recipe book and just day the next day i'm just just knocking it out you know um it just doesn't doesn't work that way so and like you said everyone's different that's why i think having a community uh of kind of like-minded people is great like our gym we're doing a little habit transformation challenge and perfect example like someone asked like as coaches we provide the accountability and framework you know but then someone was like oh what are some different breakfast options you know and i'm like well i'm the wrong person to ask because i eat the same thing every day but then you have not <laughs> yeah then For you have the nine other people, people post like their little like egg quiche c- cupcake mold thing and like all these other you know and then people you know <laughs> some people will like that some people won't and like you you, you find what works for you um, but kind of having that team and community is key you know otherwise like you said like your your friend who's asking you for help what if she like if she didn't have that idea to bounce off of you and then get you to help her figure out like that she's fully capable of of doing what's right well then who would she bounce it off of or would she just sit sit there and kind of be like oh, i don't right. have i don't have the right recipes and then just not start at all you know like like i think it's like true you said, like, yeah that is the danger red flag it's just like all this gathering 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 no action 
you know? So, um, yeah. So everyone out there, just take a bunch of imperfect action. That is the key. And then figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You got anything? Damn. I feel like, uh, I feel like Kim could have just like done this whole episode by herself. (laughs) Like it was like it was really good. Like I, I didn't have a whole lot to add or anything. Like you could just let her roll, and like it would have been a damn good episode. Oh, I'm a talker. That's for sure. That's, yeah, like you are. Like I am too. But like, yeah, you just and, yeah, you rocked out. And you know what I good. love, Kim? Well, thanks. You know, I remember when I, you know, I first met you, and I knew, you know, through everyone, you know, social media, it, it is what it is. But like, you are a very like argumenta- argumentative person, and uh, you know. Yeah. And we, we all can be there, and it's easier to be like that online. Um, but over the time, right? you know, I, I've noticed, like, you've kind of gotten away from that, you know, you know, because ultimately, like, yeah, multiple things can work. If if one opinion is this and you're you're trying to change someone else and you're not going to budge, they're not going to budge either, right? So it, it just becomes this, like, futile right. thing. So I think that's cool, like, like, uh, like seeing that change in you. And, uh, yeah, like, I think ultimately, like, you know, we're all about fitness and exercises and nutrition, but you know, it's about becoming like a better person and 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 just uh, you know, well-rounded. Yeah, absolutely. I I was very dogmatic about my opinions about things, um, but I learned just in working with you guys, and you know, I've started working with some people as well on on improving their nutrition and fitness habits and. Um, you know, just the world does not revolve around like me and my view and my preferences, right? So, like, I've just, it's, it, I'm far more effective as a friend, as a wife, as a client, as a coach. Like, I'm far more effective in every way when I sort of am more centered on other people and like their experiences and their preferences and their needs as opposed to like shoving my ideas down their throats, you know? Um, so, and you, you've set the perfect example, Gary, it really just, uh, you're, you're a great listener, you know, and, and you guys listen and really respond to your, your clients and athletes needs based on what they're telling you and based on their experiences. And, and that's just been an invaluable, um, lesson for me, uh, as a person, you know, um, it's no, almost no. like, no, there's just the, the arguing is just, it's pointless, right? It's like, mm-hmm pushing my opinion is, is pointless. No one ever wins an argument. That's like a, a quote I heard recently that really stuck with me. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, like it's just all about what you need yep. and what you want, Definitely. you know? So, and it, so I'm excited for you and, and, uh, I think you have a lot to, to help people with. And, and also I know your hubby, your hubby's like the coolest dude ever. And it's just so funny cause he's <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. Just the most most chill dude ever. That every everything you you kind of mentioned with your struggles and your and all that. I feel like I feel like Rob just just uh, doesn't have any of those issues. <laughs> issues like it's true. I know it's just Rob like, just gets it done. You man. know what do I what do I need to do? Hey, try this. Okay, does doesn't ask for anything more, anything less. Um, you know, like he's he's one of the lucky ones, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he's like yeah. he's like my Zen master. Mm-hmm. Like, what would Rob do? He would simplify he's, this. Like, he's gonna listen <laughs> to this and just and it's and it's gonna hurt his brain because he's just gonna be like, why would anyone overthink things like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you making it so complicated? <laughs> or he's gonna go, yep, my wife does that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, uh, and also, I know you do have your blog, and 
and some stories on there and, and stuff you've gone through. So I'll make sure to link that in the show notes so people who, especially people who feel, you know, related to everything you've gone through or, or something sparks in them, they'll be able to kind of learn more and, and I'm sure there's a way for them to reach out as well. So, uh, Will, what about you? You got anything? Anything you want to close up about the week? How you feeling? Um, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, that was that was a really good um, talk. I think that'll resonate a lot with people. You know, that's like a a common story and definitely something that people struggle a lot with. And then like, you know, knowing that Kim completely rocked out over the past couple of years and like changed so much as a person and her mindset and all that, like, will show people like, you know, I can make the change too. And like, I don't have to keep beating my head against the wall and, you know, killing myself yeah. to, to make these changes. All right. Well, Kim, thanks again. I know we had some technical difficulties before we got on. But uh, you, we appreciate you uh, being patient. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on, and you know, great to hear from you guys as always. We'll see you, uh, see you, and hear from you soon sure. too, I guess. Alrighty, absolutely. Checking out. All right, you guys have a good. Awesome. One. Holla. You too. All right, later. <laughs>